Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. It's an off-day show with Eric, AJ, and Rudo coming to you live. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do it. It might be a little bit early. This might be a way-too-early look at, uh, you know, I don't know how much into specifics we'll get. We'll probably get into some specifics on goalies, but I'm not sure how specific we'll get. This show is more of a look at the Colorado Avalanche and having a realistic conversation about what this team needs. How many pieces? What types of pieces? Good ones. Wow, okay. We're off to a great start. Really uh, really making the I numbers tell you work. what. Hire me. <laughs> Hire me. That's why, he's not the, that's why he's the best guy yep. in the league that's right there. If only someone had thought of getting good pieces. This is why C-Mac listens to the pod for ideas. <laughs> But, they're good ones. But it's a serious, like, look, we've all had the conversation about the 2C for months now. We've been having the conversation about goaltender for a while now. Mm-hmm. Is that it? It, it, it? Are those two pieces enough? If the abs go do those two things, are you comfortable? Uh, obviously, like, who knows what happens with health? You have to assume some things there. But is there, do the abs need a third piece? Do they need a fourth piece? Are there other things they should be targeting at a trade deadline or, you know, by other means? All right, they don't need a whole new team. 23 pieces? What are they, the Sharks? <laughs> yeah. Even the Sharks have hurdle. They're at 22. Oh, yeah. 22 pieces. <laughs> Depending on how you feel about Mackenzie Blackwood. <laughs> 21 and a half pieces. <laughs> um, I, think, I think my number is three. Okay. <clears throat> I've got, I've, I feel good about three pieces. All right. Um, because right now, even if Nachushkin were available and Lekkanen were healthy... Uh, and Byron was in your lineup. I'm good with the defense. I've said this a lot recently, but I will reiterate: I am good with this defense. Sam Malinsky went Especially a long way. Sam. Caleb Helping Jones and Sam yeah. Malinsky as your seven, eight fill-in guys, injury, whatever, whatever. We talked about the uh, versatility of their skill sets. Yep. Jack Johnson is a defensive defenseman. Caleb Jones is a jack of all trades. Uh, Sam Malinsky more of an offensive guy. Yep. You can kind of get. Whatever target you want yes, out of that. Whatever flavor you're after on that defense. So I'm good on the defense. I'm leaving it alone. Okay. Um, if there's an opportunity to improve it, I'm not going to say of no. Course. But I'm not in a hurry. I'm not looking to trade anybody off of it. Uh, that's a summer conversation for me. I'm not looking to add to it. I'm just kind of leaving it be. Unless Philadelphia really wants to give up Nick Sealer. Yeah. <laughs> Rudo's already so sick of this. Philly's um, not trading anyone. No, they're in of the course. Playoffs. Uh, well, and like if if you were serious good. about that, like you're really it's Sean Walker that you're talking yeah. about. 
Um, anyway, regardless, I'm I'm not adding to that group. So it's for me the rest of that roster between forwards and goaltenders. I've got three guys. I have a second line center, fourth line center, and a backup goaltender. Eric, same three. He got a fourth. I mean, well, I mean, it's tough to argue those right there because AJ is the best in the business, right? So <laughs> good ones, good ones. Um, but I, I, mean, I, I agree with them. I, so it's, I, I don't want to argue. You know, I agree. It's the same thing. That's a wish list. You know, like it's. I, I think maybe the fourth one would be like. It's gonna sound so stupid, like health, because if health is not there, everything yeah. goes out If you out could the pay window. for health, they would I mean, pay for it. I'm sure. You know yeah. I'm saying, or else everything Give goes out the window. Give up first round pick right now, for right? Good yeah. Health. Like, or else it's like, oh crap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's like, like last year, the health wasn't there, and it's like, did I think they were gonna go through Seattle? Yes, but it's like, then when they didn't get through, you're like, yeah, it just wasn't their year. You know what I mean? And that, you know. So well, so let me ask you this: in the front office. How are you ranking these priorities? Because obviously, biggest hole is clearly 2C. It's just the most impactful to your lineup as opposed sure. to a backup goalie or a fourth-line player. But is that is it, is the priority that simple? Or is it a, hey, we think we can easily get a fourth-line guy? Or, hey, we think there's a backup out there that should be easy for us to pick up. Do those then take priority over the 2C? Yeah. Or what does the order look like? Yeah, I, I think you have on their board, and they're having their meetings, like, was it today or tomorrow, whatever? Pro, pro meetings. Um so you have your your option, right? One, yep. two, three. Yeah. And then there's healthy discussions, and just like we're doing right now, which is which one's more important is is a two C more important than a fourth line center? Which obviously would be a different kind of deal. We all know that yeah. because that's mm-hmm. the price, price is so much is, yeah. different yeah. than available. You know, back, also available a huge and then thing. And, and also like and it sounds stupid, and I'll use that term that you hear all the time. You need a dance partner too. You know what I mean? That's yeah. It's easy to say like, oh my God, he's not doing anything. But sometimes there's no dance partner. There's no fit with you. There's no fit for you. There's no fit because of your cap situation or or that team's cap situation then you need a third party right you need a broker like you always say lately in this league and there's been a lot of brokerage deals the last few years because of the salary cap and and where some teams are they like to be brokers because they're they're not going to win the cup and they're going to get some more assets and you know which is that's the best way to do business so so it's not just like Oh my God! It's so easy. Uh, trade this guy and go get this guy, and it's over. Like it's again. I always say that that's an Xbox, right? You know, it works in Xbox. It doesn't work in real life. <laughs> um, but they're gonna do, it. and they have the great crew. And, and this is not sucking up to them. We all know that. Like those guys are. I think they've shown in the past that they've been willing to pull the trigger. Like the Cup season, you know, they pull the trigger. Just think of Manson and Lekkinen. You know, those are. Those are big triggers. I mean, it's, it's not a light trigger. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a big one. And, and and last year just wasn't a fit, right? And everybody was dying for C-Mac and, and company to do something. And everybody's disappointed after they didn't, you know, really do anything besides you know, Eller and things like that, right? The Lars Eller one will always... There are people that are, oh, Lars Eller, the second I saw that, I knew it was a disaster. Yeah. And it's like, Lars Eller got to Colorado and never got to play the role he was supposed to play in Colorado. If the Azure targeted Lars Eller to be their 2C, yeah, it would be a disaster. Yeah. But he was supposed to be a bottom six guy for them. Yeah. He was supposed to be a 3-4 for them and never really got a chance. Like it's, it's you, exa- you had a second line with uh, at times... Uh, in a in a playoff series, you had Matt Nieto and Lars Eller playing on your second line. Yeah, rolling out there and JT Comfer between center and wing because he was getting his ass kicked at center so badly. Yeah, they had to move him around a little bit. Like 
I know things fell apart for them last year, so yeah. we never got to see what they envisioned. And with the Landeskog status, uh, last year was a uh, is a total fiasco. Yep. Just of a season. Yeah, you can look at the deadline and say for a second we hated the second round pick for Lars Eller the second that it happened. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was too it much. Was, it was a round too high. Mm-hmm. A third round pick would have been great. You would have loved to have kept that second, but. I want to see what they do with the with the real deadline because the deadline has been kind of their one thing over the years, outside of prospect development they in general. Been great at yeah. that they have not had very many good deadlines. They had one really good one, and they won. They won the cup. So, also, I, I don't think this is a coincidence. It's their most aggressive deadline. It's true. They, they have the been most. they've been very conservative at deadlines. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh hey, Derek Broussard for a third, and yeah. you know stuff like that. If you want to go way back into it, Mikhail Bodker was like the last time they got really aggressive they a and real competitive team back then. Like. Exactly, but but they went and got Mikhail Bodker and Sean Matthias, and both of those guys were really good as apps. they were. It's true. It was the team around them that was the problem that year, not that those guys were added. Um, this year, it's t- it's time for them to be aggressive, in part because they have distinct holes to fill. This isn't a, we just need to get better. You know, this isn't, oh, man, we're really missing three or four guys. We really just need a 2C, a fourth liner. You need a 2C. (laughs) And I think we could have a fair argument about the importance of a Frederick Olofsson replacement. Yeah. Because I don't have any issues with Frederick Olofsson. I think he's been just fine this year. It's obvious that as a 4C, he's not going, he can't be the main character. Yeah. He can't be the main character of a fourth line. He's not going to drive play on his own. I agree. He's had plenty of opportunity with some shitty line mates. Yeah. I, I, this is perfect because this is where I was going anyway, Part, particularly honing in on that. I'm calling it a fourth liner for a reason, not a 4C. Yeah. Can you get away with, I don't need a specific name, but a fourth line winger that can give you, you know, whatever, 20, a, a Logan O'Connor-esque type season. Honestly, I don't. I don't even think that you need a guy that plays wing. I think specifically if you're looking for a fourth line ad, it is because you are trying to get better at center with Frederick Olofsson. And and primarily a, we need a guy that wins faceoffs. Okay. Like, and and you don't want a small speedy guy. You want want some size. Yeah. You want a, a heavier profile. And if remember when they got Frederick Olsen, it was like he plays all three forward positions. Yeah, this isn't to take Frederick Olsen out of the lineup even just necessarily off center potentially. Exactly, okay. and right. if you if you know if Kovalenko um, fits into your lineup, that probably puts and and you trade for a four seat. You're not talking about Cogs as a healthy scratch it's, or something well, like that. I think it's Olsen that becomes your your odd man out. Sure, but an odd man out that plays sixty games for you. When you get into the postseason, like that's you valuable. know, you that's depth that you care about. Mm-hmm. Now, is is Frederick Olsen going to be able to jump into your top six? No, of course not. But you're not at that point. Like they got last year with the Matt Nieto, with the Lars Eller, they got to that point because things went so sideways and they were so much thinner as a roster than they are this year. That uh, did I just hear a dog? Yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> that's why I was rolling my eyes. Yeah, that. You would love Cogliano. You know, the the only from for me, the only way Andrew Cogliano is a healthy scratch in the postseason 
is if Gabe Landeskog has come back. There. Because yeah. you add Gabe Landeskog and Nikolai Kovalenko to your roster, and all of a sudden you start pushing you the wings down, and you're too like... Too many guys who are just too good oh, at that point. Oh, shoot. Am yeah. I scratching Cogliano or LOC? That answer is not LOC. I'm sorry. It is not. And that's why I was saying the fourth thing was health, right? You yeah, know, that totally. Dictates. Of course. And that's the tough part, because... <sighs> <laughs> touch wood. Tough. I touch wood. Yeah, like, not miles wood, but piece of wood. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, sometimes you make deals and you make you prepare, and then all of a sudden, stuff hits, and you're like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? And or you do things in preparation that you're thinking. You know, Gabe is a big thing. I mean, yeah. I don't care what people say. Like, it's a big thing. Like, now nah, you're doing things thinking that Gabe will be there. You know what I mean? Like, come. April, you know, cross your fingers, right? Um, so you do things, and it's a puzzle, and that's why it's so hard to win because everything has to fit and yeah. everything has to fall in the right place. First of all, you, you, the, the opponents you play has to fall in the place. Injuries, luck, uh, so many things. I mean, like yeah, a guy having a bad week can cost not, you a postseason that, series. I was just gonna say, you got to be playing your best hockey as an individual and as a team going in there. And look at the Avs, like two years ago, they, what, they lose four games. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Last time we saw that was the Kings, right? What yep. is it, like 2000 and... Uh, whichever, I, I think it was... Did 20. they lose like three games or something? It was like unheard of. Like think, it was like... I think or four. five games. I think or it was four, four It was like also, the Avs, yeah. right? Yeah, they also went 16-4. I mean, think yeah. about that. It's the toughest time of year to get wins, and they lost four freaking times in 25, 24 games. Whatever, they go 20... 20 games. Yeah, twenty games, sixteen and four. Obviously, you got to win sixteen. Math games. on air, baby. Yeah, sixteen plus four is twenty. So in twenty games, they lost four games. Are you kidding me? Like honestly, think about that. It's 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 absolutely. You have a sixteen and four stretch in the regular season against whatever that you, schedule is, and it's you're unreal. Like, pretty good, pretty good stretch. <laughs> Beating good teams, you know, because they're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right? of course. So I'm just Only saying. Good teams. So a lot of things have hockey. to go the right way. A lot of things have to fall into place. A lot of dominoes, and sometimes it's, you know, like like. Go back to the Tatar this year, right? Was there a two-part to it? It probably was, and the other part didn't come through, right? Yeah. Remember we talked about that, like you know. So, or maybe it's part of a bigger thing, you no, know, that, that they needed that needed to be done I, now to create space for for whatever well, can come up next week or two weeks. The from. other lesson that maybe you should learn from the Tatar situation: the Avs are looking for a fourth-line player. They need to look at fit. That's right. They need someone who's going to make sense in their lineup. And the way they play will function with the Avs. AJ, you started to talk about it. Avs bottom six, a little bit undersized right now. Yeah, I, it's more like a you, you don't want to go. This is two shows in a row I'm going to do this, and it sucks. But like Kiviranta is a not very big guy. He's a little he's speedier. Smart doesn't know. doesn't play with a ton of skill or physicality, yeah. and you can see where he just doesn't fit what he's, they're doing. He's a quadruple A player. It's in just a, what he is in a different in a different way, and it's it's again why I'm saying you don't need you just don't need another wing like a strict wing, yeah, a guy like Olafson that can do a little bit of all of them, or he's comfortable playing in whatever position. That's fine. But the, the reason that you would be addressing a fourth line is you want a, a guy that wins faceoffs, a guy that you could put out there on the PK to win a faceoff. Ryan Johansson's been playing PK time strictly for faceoffs because Frederick Olofsson is so bad at them. Yep. 
All the other aspects of the game, Frederick Olofsson has proven himself serviceable. Yep. And which which strongly suggests this guy should be your fourth line wing, not your fourth line center. That's why you're trying to address it. Kovalenko comes in, he moves that depth chart down, whatever, whatever. He gives you another he's not big. But you he, put he plays big. Though. You put Ross Colton, Miles Wood, and and Nikolai Kovalenko on a line together. They'll run into some stuff. You've yeah. got three guys that are absolutely going to play physical games. They are going to that's a bruising line to go up against. That's not going to be fun for opposing teams. And if Kovalenko starts on your fourth line and OOC is on your, on the up there, the you have Cogliano and Kovalenko now as your your wings on your fourth line. And it just remains that that center spot at the fourth uh, on your fourth line, specifically as an area where you, where you can say we're not in trouble here, but we can get better. And usually that spot it's a, it's a fourth pick, fourth round pick, third third round pick, fourth round pick, fifth round picks depending on the team and the guy and whatever. It's somewhere in that range. It's a pretty cheap spot to go and upgrade, but it's very specific. I don't want to understate the importance of a bottom six because most nights, the reality of your bottom six is you're just asking them not to lose you the game. Sure. But you go look at that Avs cup run. You need them to win you games sometimes. Uh-huh. Darren Helm won them a second round series in the dying what second. What a goal that was. That was <laughs> Nico Sturm shoots a puck yeah. off Andrew Cogliano's um, knee yeah. in game five of the game four, sorry, game four yep. of the cup final. Yep. That ties you, ties a game. Yep. Like you, you need those moments. Who who has the shot on goal right before Kale McCarr's game-winning goal in Game Two against Nashville? It's Nico Sturm. Like those yep. guys, they they're part of the plan. They're part of the success. You can of the count team. all of their individual moments on one hand, but all of them ended up big. Yep. That helm goal was sick, by the way. It's awesome. Dude. I was on my patio and I almost fainted. I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna win the cup!" <laughs> right? That was for me. That that was the that moment. moment yeah. It was the moment that was like, "Okay, I, I I think this is their year." And I remember I was shocked. I'm like, "What was that?" It's awesome. It's a shocking moment. I'll never remember as Helm as a Detroit Red Wing. I'll just always remember him as the guy that scored that goal. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> It, it, just all this to say, as I'm sure Eric knows very well, yeah. your depth forwards matter a lot. They do. It, it, I'll say it again, though. They're going to help you win. The big guys will make you win. Yeah. You know what I mean, of and, course. And that's, and that's why that's why we are biased and we see them every night. But that's why, you know, it's a good pick to win the cup. And that's why people from around the league pick the abs to win the cup because yeah. they're built that way. And it's, they have it's why the they will weapons. continue to be among the favorites over the next five years. And they have weapons that have done it in the crunch. What's the problem Which with helps. Toronto right now? What's the problem with Toronto right now? Everybody says that. Oh, yeah, they do it. But in the crunch, they don't really do it. And that's why they're out in the first round yeah. or whatever last year, I mean, second round. But it's true. To do it and to do it in the crunch, it's so different. The, the Avs arguably have two top ten playoff players of all time right now. That's, that's so. my point. It's and that unreal. doesn't count Kale McCarr. Right. <laughs> no, but it's wrong. I mean, we were so lucky back then with the sacking fours, and now we have the same thing. It's awesome. To produce in the playoffs is a different animal. Yeah. There's no room. The pressure is twice as big. There's like... It's just, it's a 
freaking tough game. And those guys just freaking do it. Yeah. I'm talking about our guys, yep. our main, our top guys. So it's awesome. Uh, They're pretty good, man. Total sidetrack here, but I just saw it fly by in the chat. What did y'all think of that Jason Dickinson contract? <laughs> I think 31 teams are going to be talking to agents and saying, you can't bring me anything Chicago related. They are very, very, very obviously overspending they're, they're on players to, to get floor. to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why they have chosen this is how they want to get to the floor is with mediocre guys that they make untradeable by giving them way too much money. Yep. Jason Dickinson is a fine bottom sure. six player. Yep, He is having one uh, uh, giant leap in responsibility and shooting percentage. And you pay him like this is who he is. It's a crazy thing to me. Um, Nick Foligno gets a raise. That's my boy. After like, already getting wildly overpaid yeah, for the year. Yeah, exactly. There's nobody else in the league that would even come close to that number. Yep. And that's that's no offense to those guys. Those, are, no. those guys have a place in the NHL. But my goodness, that's crazy to me. And, you know, I know the CHGO guys are excited because that's a culture thing. And so it's it's all good. Team that but might it's need a, some culture. It's a bad way to use cap space when you're in a rebuilding organization. Yeah. What what are you doing? You should be the broker. You should be keeping cap space to broker deals to take bad contracts. Teams want to pay you. You know, Ryan Johansson, for example. Maybe the Avs want to pay the Blackhawks with a pick to use cap space to to send that guy there. It's such a. It's well, only two deals, so it's not like. They're not. They didn't broke break the bank or anything. Yeah, they'll still have plenty of that space. But it it is a really weird. If they at any point in the next couple of years want to get competitive, those deals will be ones where they're like, eh. Well, a player like that, and, and by the way, for people to understand, AJ Root and myself, we like him. They can. I mean, we do. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. he would have been a good fit if he here. was making half of what he's that's, making. That's yeah. my point. That's my point is that it's not just. How can I say this? Like. Uh, I, I I argued AJ yesterday on the phone on the on on text that it was for two years and he was telling me that it no no it's each year and I was I thought it spread out over two years because I don't know where he's at this year on his contract so I'm not making fun of him he's a good player yeah right? but if you're on a Stanley Cup contender team you're you're not, you're not like where he's at in their lineup so therefore your production will decrease and. You know, hey, listen, he got a hat trick this year. We're not making fun of anybody. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. But it's, I think if you're dealing with the Avs, where he wouldn't be at where he's at with the Blackhawks. But yeah, I really thought it was a, a two year deal, like total. You know what I mean? Yeah. So remember, I was telling you yeah. on the text. I'm like, no, 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 it's for two years. And you're like, no, no, that's his AAV. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then I'm like, yep. You're right. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. That is a lot of money. Shocking. Look, to pay him that much, maybe the Chicago gang smoked a little bit of the high plane strings. All right. <laughs> maybe that's what it took to get to that number. I kind of love the concept of the GMs just sitting around hot boxing and signing guys <laughs> to deals. Calling dudes up like, yeah. all right, four and a quarter. Fire, firing it <laughs> off to agents like, yo, we really like that guy. How about this? How, how about Jason Dickinson gets $4 million? <laughs> His agent's just like, yep, it's done. Yeah, he's Send like, the papers. He's like, can I get that in blood before you sober back up? 
Uh, go get your High Plains strains if you live in northern Colorado. They have locations in Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Sedgwick. Uh, anywhere up there, High Plains Strain, Strains is the dispensary Ugh. for you. They have a bunch of an amazing great deals when you use code DNVR online or in-store. You can get a full ounce for 80 bucks, Veritas 8s for $25, Mammoth cartridges for 15 bucks, and Exquisite Extracts 4 for 40 Whatever type of... Uh, I don't, can you call it weed when it's like a gummy? Is that allowed? I don't, I don't know the weed terminology. Weedish. Yeah. Tiff would know. Weed yeah. byproduct, uh, whatever it is, go get it with High Plain Strains. <laughs> they have all of the good stuff. I think that contract was the weed byproduct. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> go get it. Go check out highplainstrains.com if you want to see their full online ordering menu and use that DNVR code. Mm. And then if you want to make Jason Dickinson money, get with Bet365, use the DNVR365 code. Uh, go on there, put in $10, you get $150 in bonus bets, and take a screenshot of your account, send it over to promo at thednvr.com, you get a uh, DNVR shirt for free. We'll send you a coupon, you can pick whatever DNVR shirt you want. I mean, that's worth as much as a contract, right, at that point. Our shirts are that good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was funny. I enjoyed that video quite a bit. <laughs> That guy had the exact reaction that I would have if I had just looked over and LeBron James was sitting next to me. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Go get yourself in with Bet365. Uh, tons of stuff you can bet on, whether it's Nathan McKinnon winning the heart or the Avs to win their next game or lose their next game. I don't care what you bet on. Uh, if you think it's going to make you money, get in on it and uh, get yourself some. Uh, of course, with Bet365, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER today. Mm. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Want to get into this goalie conversation here. AJ uh, has a bet 365 never ordinary top five goalie options. I'm not exactly 100% sure what yeah, it is. Yeah, they're but. basically backup options. All right. But they're like veteran backup options that can push your a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm ready. Well, I'm dying. <laughs> it's definitely not Cutter Gautier. <laughs> Number five was Anthony Solars. Okay. This is like a backup backup. Like a he's a career yeah. backup. Like he's a real backup. Uh, and this is entirely dependent on... He's played really well in Florida, so I don't think Florida has any interest in this. But Unless they really want Spencer Knight to get it. That's the thing. Yeah. If, if Spencer Knight catches fire in the AHL and he starts playing great and they just decide, hey, we can get something for Stellars and we want to bring Spencer Knight up here, great. So... That's why Anthony Stellaris was like my. I, I had a really hard time finding a, what I thought was a realistic fifth option. Because like, because like Elvis Merzlikens is like that guy makes way too much money. Yeah, he he's can't not be your backup. He's going to hate this yeah. if he were to come but here. But that's why he wants out of Columbus because he says he's not a backup. Right, exactly. exactly, and that's why Georgiev wanted out of New York. Also, I'm not and a huh. like, you don't want those two guys. That's mixing, where they're both like. I'm not the backup. I'm the starter. I'm the starter. We no, already, I'm the starter. We've already seen Georgiev will slash his teammates, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why, you know, that's why for me, I'm like, no, I'm good uh, on a guy like Mercy And so Anthony Stellars was that. It, it, more looking at stability there than I think some of the stuff we're going to get into with intangible uh, yeah, and and just like uh, like Stellars, like that's that's again uh, of the guys on this list. Like that's a guy that 
He's a backup. I'm pretty confident he's going to continue to be a backup. And he's just a solid, like, he will give you good starts. He could have played last night, and you would have felt very confident that they probably get to three instead of four. He'll give you a real hockey game. Yeah. Goalie dad over here was thumbing down. Was that Spencer Knight? Yeah. No, I'm saying I don't think they're going to bring him up now. I mean, I think they're just going to let him fight through and, you know, with all the problems that he's had and... You know, all of a sudden you got to find your game and, you know, go in the minors. But I think Stolarz is, yeah, you're right. I don't think they're letting him go. But I really liked him in Anaheim and whatever it was called, San Diego. And yeah. This is a guy. He's a good goalie. You're bang on on that pick. There's a great pick. Number four on this list uh, is the, the starter in Chicago. So he's probably going to get $8 million, <laughs> given how this shit is going. But Peter Mrazek's it's been good. Pretty good. Yep. Like he's just he's Peter Morazic. Peter Morazic is like that guy where you're like, if he's healthy, he's more often than not in his career, he's just been sort of good. Yep. Um, he's just not a number one, right? Yeah, so that's exactly. Why. He's just not, he's not a guy that you want in net all the time. But in terms of raising the floor of your backup position, yep. I think he accomplishes that. Oh, yeah. He'd probably be more expensive just because he is starting in Chicago. He's making decent money. And he could just he could just be like I why would I want to go be a backup be a backup yeah. in Colorado when I could just stay here, make double the money, and you know just keep rolling. Uh, yeah, I'm getting lit up every night, but do. it's job security, and I'm in the NHL. <laughs> be interesting to see what they do. His so, name keeps popping up everywhere. Yeah. yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy that you just kind of you just kind of wonder about. The one thing, because I think it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, Chicago would probably be willing to part with them. They don't really care, uh, but. When you're looking at a backup goalie at that price, I worry about it interfering with potential other moves you're making. Yeah. And this is where the Tatar trade helps a little bit because, because yeah, sure. Frees up a little bit of cap. You have a little there. bit of the cap room to maybe go a little more expensive on the backup goalie. Which is something that I did with almost all of these options, by the way. Understandable. I didn't bargain Bin hunt on this one, you know. I did not go for the uh, as Chad has mentioned, uh, no Alex. Lyon. If you're bargain bin hunting, just play and then in, right? Like Yeah. Exactly how I feel about it. And, you know, if you play Anadin for the next six weeks and go, it doesn't and it doesn't go well, then, then you have that conversation. Yeah, go do whatever you yeah. want to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Peter Mrazek. I thought it's four. And then number three is a guy that we just saw the other day. Jake Allen. They've got a three goaltender situation in Montreal. Uh, Sam Montembeau is the guy that they've extended and given more money to. Yeah. So it seems like he's probably the one that you have the most confidence that he's going to stick. And, um, I, and I think there'll be a lot of suitors after him. And I, when it comes to Caden Primo, uh, that, why? That doesn't Take accomplish what you're after. In, you know, same thing. Yeah, it doesn't accomplish what you're after. So Jake Allen is a guy that's... I, I feel similarly about Peter Morazic and Jake Allen. Jake Allen has more starting experience. Yeah. Um, and I think Jake Allen is the better goalie and probably has had the better career. But Jake Allen is like, that's your backup? You feel in a playoff series? Well, you feel pretty good, good about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. He, ignoring contracts, ignoring yeah. context of those three. Yeah. Who you taking? Um, Stellars, Allen, and uh, uh, Marazic. Yeah. I go Jake Allen. Okay. All right. Same. Me Sticking too. with the list. All right. And again, he's All not right. overtaking Georgiev. No, no. As a backup. Good person. Good pro. Uh, good goalie. And, you know, just was a number one for a bit. 
right? You know, hey, we tried hard back then to go get them. Just FYI for people that know. Um, you're talking about a dozen years ago. It didn't work. You know, try to get them out of St. Louis, and they wanted the moon for it. Uh, we gave them, like, the sun, and they wanted the moon. And, you know, I mean, like, it just <laughs> didn't work out. But um, Imagine wanting an entire solar system of assets for crazy. Jake Allen. Yeah. Depends but on the day. He's a good person, good goalie. <laughs> good prospect back right? then, but my yeah. gosh. Been a number one, maybe not a number one anymore. And I think yeah. he'd, but he'd be a great guy. He was never, to go on a playoff run. Never a, quite consistent that, enough that's to be right, a number that's my one, point. right? Maybe yeah. he wasn't, but he's a good goalie. Like he, yeah, and in the, 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 the postseason, you know? you're talking about Georgiev either shits the bed or gets yeah. hurt. And that's your guy. With I Jake feel Allen, really good. You're feeling about it where, it, do you, do you, I guess I would ask my follow-up question would be, do you almost wonder, is he too good? He might be too good. Yeah. Where you're like, I know. If he's Georgiev gonna has another Georgiev. tough month, it's like, oh God, what have we done? Yeah. <laughs> but he's, if someone's gonna take him. I oh mean, yeah, he'll move. He's, oh, gonna, yeah, be the, sure. he's gonna be a guy. I mean, if you're the Kings. Oh, 100%. Like, Cam Talbot hasn't won a game in like what feels like eight weeks to my fantasy team. <laughs> he lost Copley, right, for the season. And yeah, like. You got big save, Dave, as that feels like, um, I don't know, it feels like an obvious fit, but. Yeah. I like Jake Allen. I think he'd be good. All right. Number number two is another backup and a guy that goalie people just absolutely go crazy for. I don't get it. His numbers are kind of just blah. Every time I've watched him, I'm like, yeah, he's okay. But people love Kevin Lankinen. Love him. And of the guys on this list, Kevin Lankinen is the one with the highest likelihood that would be back up next year, too. Yeah. That could just stay on and, and re-sign as the backup. Role. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't think I don't think any of these other guys would do that. Um, but I think Kevin Lankinen would be the one where it's like, this could just be their backup yep. for the next handful of seasons. To permanently replace the role that Pavel Francouz has on and off had over the years. And again, goalie people love the guy. Well, I, I, he's higher on this list than I would have him. I would have him at four. But. They love the guy, so I'm just like, okay, uh, I'm, yeah, all right. It's a guy that comes into a situation where he might get to play behind this Avs team and go, oh, so this is what it's like. Yeah. Uh-huh, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. remember seeing him in Rockford, you know, Chicago's farm team a few years back, and, you know, I think I saw Rockford like three times in 10 days, you know, and then you're like, you play it all again, I'm like, all right, this guy's pretty good. You know what I mean? All right, I, I don't mind him. You know what I mean? Like, this is a good goalie. And then I remember that spring, he ends up going to World Championships, which I'm not a big fan of World Championships. It is what it is, and it's the <laughs> loser's tournament. Um, yep. But played for Finland, and, you know, they won the whole thing, and he was the, the, the MVP or whatever he was. He was one of the best players in the tournament. Kind of made a name for himself right there. Um, so this is a guy that's played uh, – in situations like that for his country, which is, you know, uh, I'm not saying it's the Stanley Cup. And, I, and again, I'm not a fan of the tournament. I'm not. But still, it's the stakes are a little bit higher. And um, and he's been good, you know, as a secondary guy, right, in Nashville. And, you know, so, yeah, I like I like the pick there that you made there. I, I do. I, I, I think, Alan, I feel better because of, I don't know why. I think he's a better goalie. Better yeah. goalie, you know. But Lankinen is, is certainly a good name that you put there. I like that. You and Lankinen, and, and I go back to the, if you're spending assets to get a guy and you can re-sign that guy, it's just a more valuable deal for you. Yeah. And you're talking about a backup goaltender, not yeah. a yeah, starter yeah. here. No, no, so. no, he's a backup. Yeah. 
And that's that's why I have him as high on the list. Is this like is a it. guy that I think you could just keep. Well, you can interchange those numbers. I mean, we all know that, but yeah. those are good names. Look, if they go and trade for Jake Allen, Jake Allen's number one on this list, and that's just how it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, yay. <laughs> no, so number one is the easy one, yeah. obviously. It's Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, great guy, great locker room guy. Maybe he could uh, uh, speak some of the veteran presence. Yeah, been there and done magic times, into yeah. Georgiev's heart and make him good again. <laughs> and uh, also, like, is still just a f- solid goaltender. Put him behind a good defensive Avalanche team, and he would be fine. Probably isn't going to cost a ton in assets. The demand for him is not going to be as high as it would be because Minnesota will let him decide where he wants to go play. Yep, that's and the that's that keeps the, the trade cost that's down. That's right. So, and I agree with you. I think this is more a conversation because they've been going down a little bit, right? What is it? Seven out of eight. They're seven out of nine. They've lost. Yeah, or, their uh, I mean, new coach bump turned into a dead cat bounce pretty quickly. Yeah. So, uh, coach feels coach pretty over. Dead. Last ten games, like. Eesh. So now I think it's more a situation where they're going to ask him, hey. Would you like? And, and again, I think he's been very vocal the last few years about you know like moving the kids and you know like again this is a situation you wouldn't be moving the kids and everything. But you know he's got four kids, I believe. He's got his wife and he's got everything. And I think that maybe it's like hey, maybe it's your last shot at the can. Um, would you like to go to a place like Colorado? Yeah. You know what I mean, where hey, you you might not be the guy, but you might be called upon for a few games, or you might become the guy. Who knows? Yeah. But. Do you think that's a good fit for you to go have a little bit of a run there for the next two to three months, right? You know, and then fit-wise, it's a great fit. Locker room-wise, it's outstanding. Um, and then you feel a little better going in the playoffs, Avs-wise, with, you know, Georgiev and Flurry. You're like, whew, all right, I feel pretty good. I, I love the character. I love the player. I love the I love the asset. Um I thought they should have gone for it like a few years back. I'm trying to remember which which year it was, but probably uh, when he was leaving Vegas. Yeah, I remember it was like something like that. Anyway, or Chicago immediately after. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, lasted like two months. Yeah, but anyway, the uh, I, I like that. I love the player. Um, I think it'd be a fantastic fit here. I it's think good fit. Trade cost wouldn't be, be very awesome. high. Well, I don't think it would be high because of the fact that the situation is yeah. what it is. It's, it's a Hall of Famer. Second and most wins in the history of the league just passed Patty well last week, right? Um, and it's more like, where do you want to go? We'll make it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Billy Garen's a good, you know, good heart. You know what I mean? Like He, he was just needs just, to accept that it's not happening this year yeah. and that his team is yeah. it's too hurt. It's too far behind. That, I don't care that, about the, the West. That's my point. Million in dead cap. <laughs> it's just. It's it, like, where do you want to go? What's the right thing to do for him? Too thin of a roster for them to overcome the injury problems that they have, yep. which is significant. And maybe so. he just wants to stay home, too. I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah, and he if just, he says no I, thanks, I don't know. then Maybe. he says no thanks. I get yeah. it. I mean, this guy's well-traveled, and he's three cups, and, you know, whatever it was. Whether he played in all three, it doesn't matter. He was a big part of it, so. Maybe a little bit like Jonathan Quick last year in Vegas. You know, Quick ends up not playing at all, but it was a big part for Aiden Hill, and, you know, just to kind of have some. Be that stories, guy. Be that yeah. guy. You yep. know, goalies are different. They, they, they just need someone to be with them and understand them and understand their position, because it is a complex position. All right. Yep, those are the like five it. guys that I picked out. That's our bet 365, never ordinary, top five. Uh, also, I, I don't, are goalies big drinkers, Eric? What do you mean, drinkers? Like, like alcohol? Yeah. I wouldn't qualify. Not necessarily? No. All right. Well, 
We're still sponsored by Brick Brew, even oh, if the I goalies don't drink a lot. Drop uh, that's that where ball. You, that's where you're going. Uh, yeah, man. You know what? They love their Breck Brew. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love Breck Brew. There you Brew. go. I recuperated. So, uh, go get yours. You can get eight different kinds on tap down here at the bar. But if you live anywhere in the U.S., you can get it at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com to find it near you. And once you've got your brews, go sit down on the couch. Go watch Trade Center or whatever you're watching to get all of your trade news on Fubo TV. Go to FuboTV.com slash GNVR today or use the QR code on screen. You get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Fubo comes with 140 different channels, including news, live sports, movies, TV shows, all the good stuff. Best part being it's the easiest way to watch your Colorado sports. So jump on it just to watch your abs and nuggets. It's a great way. Super awesome. Comes with a thousand hours of DVR as well. So if you're not home for the game, you can always record it and catch it that way. You can also get a free trial if you want to try it out first because there's no complications with it so get to fubotv.com slash dnvr today and get signed up for fubo pro i'm signed up see i'm there you go he was ready for that one he was ready for that one uh third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast uh, a name i saw the chat thrown around that was not on your list aj karel vamelka out of arizona yep is there a reason he didn't make the list do you think arizona's just not interested in moving him where are you at with it yeah, and, and I don't think he's very good. Uh, fair. I guess is where that's I fair. am with it. Um, yeah, I guess that's really just what it is. It's, I don't think he's very he's good. He's not good man. enough to make your top five. It's good enough. Yeah, yeah, I really, like, I'm I'm more comfortable getting, like, a like a true backup if, you know, in the form, in the mold of a Stellar's sure. uh, Lankinen. Guy who knows if, that role. And yeah. if I'm going with a, you know, with a higher end backup than the other guys on that list, we're all guys that I would prefer over Vimelka. Vimelka can steal games, though, you know what I mean? But I think it's been inconsistent, right? You know, oh, yeah. he just yeah. has good games and, all, you know, you know where you want a little he more had stability. A crazy right? stretch last year where it was like, it was nuts. whoa, what's happening here? And then it fell off. And then he fell off really hard yeah. later on in the year where, oh, okay. But there might be, I mean, there might be a team that, goes after that absolutely it's also also a good name they sh- you know? there should be somebody that's yeah. interested in it yeah, i yeah. mean he he got put in a really hard environment and with the behind those arizona teams and and ingram's been running with the ball so yeah make them make decisions i, right? I also yep. ingram's been running with the ball in the same way that vimelka did yeah it could fall off for sure first stretches where it's just like eh. I'm, I'm not trusting of it I'll, 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 all i'm saying is if Arizona gets that eight spot in the average of the one seed. They are licking their chops, looking at Connor Ingram. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. And the rest of the roster. Yeah, fair. Ingram might be the one thing where you're like, they might have hope. I not against the Avs in the playoffs, buddy. Yeah, I also think so. <laughs> There's a some pretty specific numbers about how even when Ingram played well in the playoffs, the Avs kind of yeah, dumped. Yeah, it was <laughs> a little. Uh, the other conversation, not, and I, I don't want to get too deep into this 2C thing. If you want more info on the 2C thing, AJ has written two pieces about it on the EDNVR. One, the potential options out there. Two, why the Avs should do it. But I want to kind of set some reality, set some realistic expectations. Obviously, everyone has talked a lot about Elias Lindholm and him being the number one option that you'd love to see everyone go out and get. But... Are you guys preparing more for a mid-range option that the Avs end up with? Is the reality that they probably get a two and a half C 
more than a proper two C. Uh, I'm I'm fully preparing for a mid-level option. I'm I if it's not Adam Henrique or Sean Monahan, yeah, you know Jack Roslovic. Like those are the guys. Like that's the caliber of guy that I am preparing myself for. Okay, it just fits their mold of a, a more conservative approach where they balance present and future, and you know the Byram thing slash Gerard thing, whichever guy they would prefer to trade over the summer, whatever. Yeah, you're gonna have more suitors, more options, and all that. You know, an example I like to use, Ross Colton wasn't available at last year's trade deadline, but he was available in the summer because teams have to make different choices in the summer. That's right. They have different priorities. So they shouldn't, they really shouldn't be looking to move Byram in season unless they get bowled over with an obvious offer. Yep. You know, if, if LA calls up and they're like, hey, what about Byram for Phil Deneau? You need to have the conversation. Of course. But short of something like Erickson Eck, short of something like that happening... No, I'm preparing for a yeah. much more mid-level. Have a real hard time saying no to Phil to no. Holy cow! Yeah, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, even Yanni Gordon, and that's not necessarily Byram, but you're having if, a, if you're Seattle's having a talk, yeah. if Seattle's willing to move Yanni Gord, you're like, move him to me, please. Yep. Well, I like the names. You're, I mean, not the names, but the mid uh, names. I would do Lindholm because I, you know. Worked in Calgary for for years, and well, they call him the Swedish Beast. You know, what I mean, like I really like him. I think he'd be an unbelievable fit here. Um, and if it means that you got to press the issue a little more asset wise, then I would do it. I, I think this is the year I would do it. Uh, last year, maybe like as hope you like, oh, I would do it, but then you really peel the onion a little bit. You're like, eh, maybe this is not our year. You know, what I mean, where this year I do believe. If there's a chance to do it, I would do it. Yeah. I like the asset. I like the player. I like the, the person. I like the fit that he would be here. Um, again, if the cost is seven first-round picks, then you know, and then I don't like the deal. You know what I mean? But if it's something that you, you can deal with, uh, that you can not deal with but live with uh, as an organization, then, yeah, and, he, and it's probably a big chance he walks, obviously. You know what I mean? And Which is fine because you can – you have a stand like a pretty, he can walk all he wants. You know what I mean? Like, because we'll be happy and everybody will be happy and no one will Just ever like question it. Just like Nelson Kadri did. That's it. Nobody will ever question it. You know yep. what I mean? So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'd like to see the aggressiveness a little bit, like kind of like what you wrote on your piece there. So I'd like to be aggressive. I think this is the year to be aggressive. First of all, they're not going to be stupid because that C-Mac and the crew are not stupid. They're very yeah. smart hockey people and – uh, well-grounded and know what they're doing and know what they need in that dressing room. But if there's a chance to get it, then I would say then then go get it. You know what I mean? Because it's this is the year to do it. And Fair enough. I don't think there's a bigger name on the no, I, yeah, I don't. And, and, not that's but, really available. No, but there's another point I want to make too. One yeah, of you I mean, two, if, if Ericssonek is actually out there, you oh, move. Jesus, you yeah, really, but he's not. You yeah. really move heaven and earth to make 100%. that happen. And, but he's not going to be available. Yeah. You and I know that. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you, you, Garrett's not doing that. My, my especially thing, for a defenseman. My only thing is, I want to make one point, and I never thought about it till I'm going to give you guys praises here, and I hate doing that. But one of you two geniuses said that last week. The two C is not such a big problem when you look at their back end, right? I don't remember who said it. It was one of the two, or but I think we all agree. But it's a great point because. They showed the graphs again yesterday, like the graphics. That's Avs are second, I think, most goal, whatever. And Montreal's first, which is shocking, you know. 
uh, points or goals by defensemen. Yeah. I don't remember if it was points or goals. or. Uh, but so it does soften the burden a little bit of a 2C that's, you know. Imperfect. Imperfect uh, situation, you know. So I do like that point. And maybe they like that point too. Maybe they, they want to use their assets to get something else done, right? Or maybe you can do it all of what, you know, the wish list is. But yeah. Well, I, I think we'll have to wait and see. But I do believe they'll be aggressive. Uh, and I do believe that they'll be able to get something done. So what you're just to, to solidify the roster. So you're telling me that if they go get a mid range 2C, it would not be buns? Uh, <laughs> we're learning the language. Buns. Um, Depends on the 2C. Again. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair you know, it's all about a fit, right? So mm-hmm. we shall see. But I like the buns comment. All right. Well, keep your eyes out there for anything sus, fam, when it comes to the sus. trade wire. <laughs> sus. <laughs> uh, that's all I really wanted to cover today. Any any final thoughts you guys wanted to touch on here? No. So we got 5 o'clock tomorrow. We got Boston. Yeah. Should be a fun rematch from last week, right? That was a fun game last week. Should be. So. Yeah. But I don't think battle. doesn't sound like like an inner Byron or anything. Yeah, back. I don't think so, so. Only Woody from obviously that was back last game, but and it, one battle. day's race and one day's rest, so yep. that'll be all right. So should be a good game tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Join us for that one pregame, postgame. I don't think there will be. I think the Nuggets do play, so I'm not sure about watch along. But uh, we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. If you have been bunsed. Make sure you call Bacchus and Shanker <laughs> at 222-2222 today. Any situation where you've been injured and are not at fault, even if it is mental anguish from trying to learn the Zoomer language, uh, Bacchus and Shanker has your back. Uh, go to coloradolaw.net. They'll give you a free consultation. Uh, whether it's a car accident, you've been injured at work, whatever it might be. If you have a case, you pay nothing up front. They don't get paid until you get paid over at Bacchus and Shanker. So get with them. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients here in Colorado over the very long time they've been doing it. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Hopefully the Avs win tomorrow. We'll be there talking about it. We hope to see you there. Like and subscribe here on YouTube. Give us a, give us a review on Spotify if you really like us. We'll see you later. Y'all silly like the mayor. 